0: tuned into black hollywood live the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture tune in right now
1: Hey. Welcome. Hey, guys.
2: Black hey guys!
1: Yes. What is up, everybody? And we're so excited for this episode. I could not do this alone. My name is James Maple, but again, I could not do this alone. I have some amazing, amazing co-hosts who I adore. First up, let me introduce to you my co-host Ashley Dior Jones.
2: Hello. <gasps> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
1: I love it. I love it.
2: Yes.
3: Tuesdays
1: are my it's favorite. It's my <laughs> girl representing Chicago, hilarious, beautiful, the Miss AJ.
0: What's up guys, it's AJ. AAA, A A.
1: And the other man on the cast holding it down with me, my man, sci-fi fan, Rayneesha slash Nisi Nash's other son, little inside joke, we have yep, yep. Mr. Elgin Ball. Oh.
3: <laughs> yo, no, yo, what's up
1: everybody? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So listen, we are so excited for this episode of Black Twitter. We want to dedicate this episode to all the moms out there. We just passed Mother's Day. We want to give a shout out to all the moms out there, whoever you are, sending much, much love. We got a lot of things on cue today. We're going to be talking about Club Quarantine, which I'll be handling. We're going to be doing a little bit of Black News, which Ms. Ms. Ashley will be handling. And of course, our drops, Mr. Elgin. And my favorite, my favorite uh, segment is going to be Petty crimes with Miss AJ. So let's jump right into it with some of our trending topics. First up is Miss AJ. We're going to be talking about an update, I believe, from the story last week. We're going to be talking about Miss Tyra Banks. Can you give us some insight on that?
0: Okay, guys. So, as you all know, last week's episode, Miss Tyra Banks was in the hot seat for her actions on America's Next Top Model. Well, Miss Tyra has spoken, but Twitter is not satisfied with her apology which was trending. So let's go (laughs) into what it said. So Tyra tweeted, I've been seeing the post about the insensitivity of some posts on America's Next Top Model moments, and I agree with you. Looking back, those were some really off choices. Appreciate your honest (laughs) feedback, and I am (laughs) giving so much love and virtual hugs. And the producer and director had also issued an apology. He said, I want to reiterate what Tyra Banks said. Look at some of the America's next top America's next top moments and I cringe just the FYI, the entire creative team made the choices in those shows, not just Tyra. So please feel free to yell at me for some of the worst moments in history. Apologies to all. Now, guys, Twitter, they didn't like her apology. They basically said that Tyra Mm -mm. apologized without apologizing. Uh, One tweet said, Tyra said, you guys are so observant. I did those things. But thank you for noticing. Peace and love. (laughs) 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 basically. And another person said, you know what? Y'all, I want an apology. Person apologizes. And then y'all, no, not like that. So it's like, do y'all want an apology or not? And the next tweet says, I think it's interesting and damn near mind blowing that so many of you have this holier than Al Attitude when y'all tweet, retweet, share, etc. Hurtful things on Twitter all the time. Pipe down. Find something constructive to do with your lives And our last tweet says, (laughs) she don't owe none of y'all an apology. Maybe her tweet was simply an acknowledgement and she apologized to danny offline danny was the girl with the gap that she told to close the gap And she said y'all decide decide 10 years later to be offended by something and tell her she should explain to y'all why she's sorry that's entitlement for real so guys Mm. i mean what what, do we accept tyra's apology because they said that wasn't really an apology
2: i think she could have done way better personally Mm. i mean it was like what a sentence and a half You know like she is the queen of beauty and beauty standards and we're in a new day and age she could have she could have at least went on like live she could have at least put up a video (laughs) but but like two sentences sending birth she was just basically saying like i hear you but bye so and i love tyra so i wish she had done a little bit more
1: I yeah. kind of feel like Tyra did enough. Like this happened so long ago and I feel like I don't know where this like new emergence of this past stuff is coming in for her. I feel like she did enough. She apologized and she recognized that, you know, she made a mistake and like the things that she said in the past were a little uncouth, if you will. But I, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy with what she said. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Not enough. She's beautiful. So I could be blinded by, by her beauty. <laughs>
0: I felt
3: like I felt like she put as much effort in that tweet as she did in that life size two movie, which wasn't oh, very much. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm just listen, still mad about that movie that's all but, listen, yeah
0: this is what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say i stand for tyra she said y'all gonna take this virtual hook and y'all gonna go on somewhere okay she is a model i think they were trying to get to her they tried to cancel her i'm like listen this girl does not care she has thick skin which you need in a modeling game she don't care about y'all coming at her on twitter okay mm-hmm. she said i did it y'all need to move on and obviously, people liked it because America's Next Top Model was on for twenty-two seasons. Okay, so and people I always say they want to cancel cancel people. Who who has ever really got canceled? Who?
2: Tushay. Ari is.
0: All I'm saying is Tyra said, right Listen, arc, this. is all point. y'all get in and die. Tyra somewhere laying on her little Gucci couch somewhere sipping some hot chocolate. She ain't <laughs> Not
1: hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Well, speaking of standing for things, we could not be more excited for the news that Elgin has for us coming up next. Um, we have broken a 274-year record. Please, Elgin, enlighten us on what record was broken. Yes, I was so excited to talk about this, because this is just Black excellence
3: in its finest, mm-hmm. and um, Nicholas Johnson, who is a student at Princeton, was the first Black person in the 274 years of Princeton's history to become Victorian. so kudos to him. Um, he is a, uh, he majors in financial engineering and operational research, and he's 22, so I mean, we out here killing it, the young uh, generation too. Yes, sir. Don't forget about us. Don't count us out. We still up there (laughs) doing our thing. Um, But I was kind of bummed out about it because it's like, dang, you're the first Black Valedictorian. You don't even get a graduation to even speak at. So they have a virtual one coming up in May 31st. And then God said, we ain't about to do that. So they got a graduation coming in spring 2021 in May to make up for this year's. Um, coronavirus scandal. So the Rona ain't winning not um, at all. <laughs> <Not> the, Rona. <laughs> <laughs> the Rona scandal. It's a scandal. Hey, I figured, <laughs> I figured, I figured, <laughs> I've been you listening never to know. Olivia Pope too much.
0: Ashley, back. okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's it. it was, that's, this is but this is yeah. such an amazing accomplishment. Like the this University has not seen a person of color, a black person, take mm-hmm. this crown the many crowns that we wear but take this crown is it is an amazing accomplishment it really speaks Mm -hmm. to the power of like of like you said a moment ago uh black excellence and how we will exceed no matter what is put in front of us
2: yeah sure and i thought it was also like it's only eight percent uh african-american students right i mean that's huge like for you to come from such a small commute black community in that school and to rise to the top, like what could be better than that, you know? Yeah. And not
3: only the history behind Princeton, because Princeton, you know, they was out there with that little white supremacy, you know, uh sixty nine mm-hmm. years ago or whatever but yeah. So coming from that to now to show that we, we take
1: anything you and we go just reintroduce it. So Yeah well you know things are continuing to change and as we see with the, the change in tides we also see you know we have a we have an amazing black excellence but black, black black excellence and we also are facing some unfortunate black news and that's why i'm gonna step in and talk to us about One of the most uh, ubiquitous cases we've seen in the news all week is gonna be the case of Ahmaud Aubrey. We all know the situation that went down um, back in February. I feel like that's not really focused on too often, the fact that Mm -hmm. this happened months ago. And we can accredit, I can accredit, at least I can speak for myself, that social media really put a fire under this case. And I think that we're making some solid ground moving forward. So let's give us a quick, very, very quick background. I wanna get some insight from you guys because there have been some developing notions on this story. Um, so Aubrey, uh, uh, Ahmaud Aubrey, of course, was, was jogging in Glenn County, Georgia, and uh, he was unfortunately killed by Greg and Travis McMichael. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has gotten a lot of media attention. It's gotten attention from Joe Biden, LeBron James, Ella Kim Kardashian West, Gabrielle Union. And there was also a hashtag that was going around recently, a hashtag, I run with Ahmad. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, there's been some new footage that has been released that people are crediting as skewing the, the blame of, of Ahmad. And this is the, the footage of him walking into, as you guys can see on screen now, walking into an under construction, a uh, uh, house that's under development, which I can speak for myself again. I've done I'm sure we have all done, just walked in because we know you and want to see what's going on but of course that it should never lead to a death sentence. Um, so there's been a lot of a lot of controversy around this. Um, the, uh, the, the family's attorney for Aubrey says quote, He engages in no illegal activity and remained for only a brief period. Ahmad did not take anything from the construction site. He did not cause any damage to the property. Also, I want to follow up with this. The homeowner himself, the person who owned the home under construction, his name is Larry English. He says "Um, that's completely wrong killing Uh, Ahmad obviously, that's what he's talking about. I've never uh, had a police report or anything stolen from my property or any robbery. I don't think anyone should ever lose a child. It's not supposed to be the way that it happened. So I wanna open things up to you guys. Where do we see this case going? Do we think justice will be served? Is this another unfortunate unarmed black man who has died? Give me some insight because I'm a little like perplexed about the situation.
0: Well, I would say, you know, it did take 74 days for them to even issue an arrest. And that was only due to public outcry and the video going viral. So that just makes me think, like, what if the video never went out? These people would be out, right. you know, right now. And if, as far as what you just said um, about this, they coming up with this extra evidence. Listen, all I'm saying is they always want to assassinate someone's character to justify their death. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Absolutely
0: Right. And then I guess what it
2: what this story really made me realize is, you know, how many times has this happened without video evidence that we know nothing about and how many innocent young black men have been killed and, you know, nothing happened because they just didn't have the spotlight on their name because the video was out. And that's just what's really what's really frightening to me is that, you know, this is probably just the tip of the iceberg, to be honest. And it's, it's disgusting.
0: Mm hmm.
1: You know, it's unfortunate that like we have to face this reality on a, on a given on any given basis, and it's it's always shocking to me when I see the, the 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 predictive manner in which people will handle this. It's like, okay, this happened. Now let's dig and dig and dig and try to assassinate this person's character and try to justify the. To me, the blatant racism that is existing in this country in 2020, and this has been labeled by many, many people, and I would dare dare to label it myself the same way as a as a as a modern day lynching, and that's yeah. exactly what I see it as. You know, it's it, I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking about it. But this is the reality that we are facing on a given day, and I think it's something that I'm happy. I'm happy that we're all discussing it. Um, speaking yeah. of, uh, oh,
0: um, what real quick, James, in the yes, live please. chat, we have Christopher Shell saying he just commented. He mm-hmm. said, um, I hate to be pessimistic, but I'll just say, I'm hoping that they get the same sentencing as we would in a murder case. That's what someone said in mm-hmm. so, you the live chat. Absolutely.
1: you com- Christopher
0: Shelton. Y'all way in the live chat. We reading the comments, y'all. We reading. Please,
1: please, please. Let's give us the insight into what you think uh, about anything we're talking about. Um, so we are talking, unfortunately, about death, and it leads us into the next story, and that's going to be covered by Ashley. And you're going to be talking to us about Mr. Andre Harrell.
2: Oh, we just had to deal with so many deaths this week. I mean, Little Richard and then Andre Harrell. I mean, he was only 59 years old and such a beacon in the Black music community. I mean, he founded Uptown Records. He discovered Diddy, you know, and Uptown Mm -hmm. is like they signed Mary J. Blige. They signed like he's basically one of the founding fathers of New Jack Swing. Which is one of the most incredible eras of music. I mean, we saw how big the Teddy Riley Babyface thing was. I mean, would that even be without without Andre? Um, so his ex-wife said that you know he had always had heart problems, and so that's what ultimately caused his very untimely demise. Um, And I'm just so sad about it because he had so much more coming up. Like he was working with BET on a Mm miniseries and doing a lot of, Mm -hmm. you know, visual work in addition to his music. And it's just like another one gone, you know. So this, it was a really tough week. It was a tough week for, you know, our Black men. And we just have to continue to encourage and love each other and, you know, try to pay our respects while we're all here. So Mm -hmm. RIP to Andre.
1: Yes,
0: I agree, Ashley. It's, it's, infor-
1: it's unfortunate so. that, you know, like you said, Ashley, I never really looked at it through that lens and that the, the amount of like black men, black male death we've experienced this week, especially heavy hitters like Andre and Little Richard. Like mm. this has been a week of some severe black losses to like our ethos. This is these are the, the forefathers that have really made music. As we see it today so it is definitely an, an unfortunate um, reality and did he hold such a stake in that you know you can have your opinion about him, but he, ha- he holds such a stake in, in the music industry especially the black music industry today to see him affected in such a way you knew this man was um was was a really important figure in his life so uh, def- yeah. definitely rest in peace to uh, Andre and to Ahmad um, this yeah. week. Yeah, these these things are
3: so unfortunate, though. But one thing that um, I always constantly remember and, and it's always reminded us that we always persevere through these situations. Sure. And we always, like, we fall down nine times, but we get up 10. Like, That's we, so we always have sure. those moments of, like, evolving and and finding ways to persevere and, and just finding new paths to, to make things better. So I'm glad that we always do that in these times of um, distress or, or sadness. So I'm happy for that. Yeah,
2: I agree. Yeah. And I think one thing that we have to continue to do is keep these artists and people alive. You know, we've got to keep yes, listening ma'am. to the New Jack Swing. We've got to keep you know Little Richard at the top of conversations. We've got to keep their legacy alive um, just so it continues. And, and so it's never forgotten. It's, it's, it's important, I think, for us to continue that.
1: And, you know, uh, we are continuing that in in, in many different ways, especially given the new era of the coronavirus. And that leads us to our next segment, uh, Club Quarantine, which I'll be covering. And we're going to be going over quite a few musical revelations that have happened this week. Some good, some bad. I'll get Mm. to the bad later on. We'll Mm. talk about it. So let's start with the good because we're talking about Black excellence. Let's start with two MFing queens who came through we are talking about Miss Jill Scott and Miss Erica Badu. Now, this is an update, a recap, a rehashing of a story that I reported about last week. And I'm curious to get some insight from you guys. Before I get that, let's give you some insight into what actually happened. So, uh, Erica Badu and Jill Scott did another uh, versus. and this one raised quite a few views. So, the last I checked, it, it, it hit over 750 thousand views mm. and we had some pretty heavy hitters in the comment section i must say so uh rihanna was there Timberland was there oh. but 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 the really? one wait for it, ashley wait for it, ashley because you about to get smith <laughs> 10. we had miss michelle obama oh really i saw her in and there. michelle really? was not like she wasn't like oh like she was in there she nope. was in there requesting songs she was in there tagging her husband Mr. Barack Obama being yes, like, didn't see this. so um one of her songs she kept requesting was Green Eyes from um, Erica Badu. Dope song. Very um, very jazzy, if you will. So I'm getting a sense that like that's her kind of like that's her thing. Um as I predicted last week, I want to continue the my story from last week. Indeed, the song You Got Me became a moment of contention you between did the say two that. ladies. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I remember <laughs> so um in watching it, I, uh, I did notice that there was a little bit of shade, a little bit of something between the two ladies. I did see in a Hot 97 interview in which they talked about an interview they did previously where um, Erica Badu was on her way to Bowery uh, Theater in New York, and she was stuck in traffic, and uh, Questlove from The Roots was like, yo, Erica's not going to make it. Like, Jill, we need you to come in and, like, sing the song that you wrote. I also wanna point out that that song that she wrote was Jill Scott's first song that she ever wrote. Uh, The roots were like, yo, we need you just to write a song for us and and she chose that. And they also went into a bit more detail about um, how Jill Scott was listening to the radio one day and she uh, heard the song, You Got Me, on the radio and it was Erykah Badu. Who was singing the hook, and she thought that that was her song. And keep in mind, "You Got Me" was a song that gave Questlove and Erica, uh, sorry, not uh, not Quest, not just Questlove, but all of the roots and Erica Badu a Grammy. So Jill Scott lost out on a Grammy because they chose to go with um, with Erica Badu as the as the main hook. Moving things on to the Mother's Day section of the show, Sunday was Mother's Day, and we got to get acquainted, reacquainted, if you will, with the boys, the men, the boys to men, they did a uh what I think, what I consider to be the classic mama's day song, yeah. a song for <laughs> mama. Look at the smiles I'm getting from everybody. I love it. Okay. Um, they did this on Saturday Night Live and did an amazing, amazing job with it. I'd like to also point out too that Teddy Riley, yeah, that Teddy Riley from all the verses we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, he I uh, played the guitar for the entire show. Um, this was such an, a monumental moment, but the one bit of like little shadiness I have to throw out to you guys, if you had seen it, I think that they were singing with a little auto-tune. Hmm. I was a little like taken aback. I, I heard like a little, "oh," I was like, wait, whoa, this is not, <laughs> this is not the voice of men that I'm-
2: oh, James has into. the ego ear.
1: You know what, I'm the music guy, that's my thing. I gotta, gotta hear all the jams. Okay, so I started with the good. Let's end with the bad. So,
2: <laughs> oh, speaking, the bad. yo, I,
1: I, I want to I give as much uh, to this story as possible. So, if you guys remember last week when I was doing my club quarantine section, I had some breaking news that just popped into my phone. It was that Takashi Sick9 was going to be out of prison and appearing on the interwebs in some fashion on Friday. So, he appeared on said interwebs, and he made quite a stink. So, uh, Sixtan is obviously a, like, a polarizing figure. I personally am not a fan, but I understand that many, many people are, like, thousands, millions of people. Elgin will be commenting on that in a quick moment. Um, But his song came out, and he did quite well. (laughs) But he got a lot of crap from the things that he was doing. So uh, he was on Instagram Live talking about uh, how he was out and how he is joking about rats and snitching on people. So that led to a comment I saw from Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg takes the same opinion that I do. He is not here for the BS. So let's take a look at Snoop Dogg's comment that he left on Takashi 69s page. It is quite interesting. I won't read the full thing because it's a little, like, latent with some... Profanities, but he says basically <laughs> they gotta stop pushing this rat, rat. They gotta stop pushing this rat. All these media outlets making snitching cool. I'm old school. F six nine, and everybody pushing his line right now. I won't read the rest of it. You can see it on the screen because again, it has got some curse words in there. Um, what are you guys thinking? Are we accepting six nine and his snitching? Like, what's what what's what's good? I never uh, really accepted him. Was, he did that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. Yo, I was really thinking, like, did I ever? Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> right, I but never- I, I, I honestly was never um, a six nine fan either. But I don't think we're supposed to be. I think he reaches a much younger crowd. Absolutely. And I think those really young kids really ride for him. I mean, his live got two million views think about that like the verses with jill scott and erica badu got 750k he's got two million two mil yeah like that insane. says something
1: insane. that says yeah. something insane i don't so, know if
0: it's a good thing or a bad thing but it's a thing <laughs> so yeah. o- and, uh, but apparently sorry um six nine he has something to say he said like it's a reason why like he wanted to snitch and he said the people he was snitching on was kind of doing him dirty so it's kind of it's not like he just was you know out there exactly snitching. so well, i don't know well I don't snitch, know. What snitching
1: is a two-way street i will say that because so uh we have a little video prepared for you it's very short i'll make it quick because i gotta end this segment soon but um so uh, uh six nine was has actually moved to a new location now mind you this man is has snitched on many people and his life could theoretically literally be in danger so where he is at any given time is a very important thing one of his fans happened to see him move into the the, the hampton owned house behind hers and she posted a video about this now the, the the tricky thing is is that his fans were very upset about this and they called her a snitch for calling out where he lived take a look at this video oh right God. now six nine is literally
2: he moved into the house behind me,
1: he's taking pictures on the back deck. Now, why his fans were upset that she called him out and let them know where he lived, I don't know, given this man is known to be a rat slash snitch, as Snoop Dogg put it. Um, I don't know why they gave uh, him the allowance to continue to and not her, but that's a conversation for another day.
0: I don't know. Oh <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's Ooh,
2: so it's so chow. much. It's like, where do you draw the line though? I mean, if he yeah. if if these people who he snitched on were doing him dirty, was he supposed to just ride for them? Like that's exactly I don't I know. for nobody. I don't know. Like, why would he <laughs> uh, why would he take up for them if he was if they were doing everything that he claims they were doing to them?
0: Yeah, I, that's I don't why I'm know. so confused. God. I would say he needs to go on witness protection, but it's kind of hard to mm-hmm. prote- hide him. I don't know. He would have to have a whole.
1: I mean, his aesthetic <laughs> alone is very loud. I feel like no matter. I love his rainbow it, hair. Like the bright hair and, yeah. the, and the teeth, like like the fangs and the t- it's too much. Trust me. Well,
2: fangs.
1: <laughs> the Takashi Six Nine News does not stop there, and this is the perfect segue into our next segment. It's going to be called Drops this week, and going to be done by Mister Elgin. So I know Six Nine has dropped a single, and it went triple platinum, golden earth. Uh, tell us about it.
3: Yeah, so you know the, the man to everyone, the myth to some, and a rat <laughs> to many apparently. Uh, 6ix9ine came out with his first single since his release from jail called Gooba. Um, I don't know what a Gooba is. <laughs> 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 but the song was. Let me let me just think how to say this before I come out. OK, the, the beat was nice. OK, like the beat was hitting when I first played the song. So I'm not going to cap on that. Uh it was like meh, but I did like the song because the beat carried the song out a while. So I'm not even
1: gonna lie about that. But did you guys hear it by any chance?
0: Yeah, it. yeah, I heard it.
1: Yeah, I saw the video too. The video it was, was colorful. Yes, exactly. Very exactly colorful. I was gonna It was colorful. It was loud. It was loud. It was very mm-hmm. six nine. So therefore, I did not like it personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm with yeah. you, Elgin. I was like the song. I
1: Okay, whatever. But
2: the
0: beat, I was like,
3: okay. I was like,
2: okay. Oh yeah. It to oh,
3: it? Ashley, you like it? I it. was like, hey, no nah, but I can't get into that. He was just yelling a little bit too much for me, and I'm just like, this is kind of giving me some anxiety. So I'm gonna move yeah. on from that because I can. I'm getting PhD, right now. But um, Ariana and Justin Bieber released a new song called "Stuck with You," and. I did not want to be stuck with that song. Um, it's going to get a lot of skips, unfortunately. Um, but the song was just like this smooth, predictable song. Like I just felt like it wasn't a lot of production put into it. And I like both artists. Let, let me not you know just misconstrue. They both cool, but the song just wasn't hitting as if you would think a, a Justin Bieber and an Ariana Grande song would hit. Um, if you guys give it a listen.
0: Um I did it is a little bit slow, okay. but they did release a Mother's Day version. So mm, okay. the Mother's Day version was videos of like for Mother's Day, and it I kind of mm-hmm. think it fit with that holiday.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought the song was uh was garbage. I thought <laughs>
0: same. same. <laughs> the believers are coming for you. Same. I know yeah.
1: believers, don't at me, believers. Please don't at me. Um, like I, I don't know. Like we were talking before we went live. Like it's just like, like you said, Elgin a moment ago. It's just predictable. And like I feel like those are such heavy, heavy artists who have so much influence and so many like so much traction for for who they are. I was a little underwhelmed by by what they put out. Like it's 2020. Like I feel like people are really putting out their best because we're all stuck at home. There's nothing but to do. There's nothing to do but mm-hmm. listen to music. Like this was a pardon me for saying, it. it's just like a half ass attempt, in my opinion. It was just like, you know, it was yeah. good. It was cute. Like, let's get into a Zoom and write some,
3: some little lyrics and then let's try to, Yo, know, we're all writers. We up. can all
1: put together a little song real
3: quick. Right. <laughs> yeah, then my last drop of this week was Kehlani dropped the album this past week called It Was Good Until It Wasn't. And let me tell you, the album, It Was Good until it was bomb as hell because that. I was, I fired <laughs> like, the, like the R&B, like music in there was lit. Uh, she had a couple of features from uh, Tory Lanez and the, a couple other artists, and I thought it was a dope album. I'm still, I'm like halfway through it, so I gotta finish the rest of it. But so far, um, it's good. I, I like it. Um, if you guys give it a couple listens, I know um, her first
1: single that debut was Toxic, so you guys probably mm-hmm. heard that one, if anything. I love Tequila, personally, so Toxic was the song for me. She she calls Tequila Toxic in the song, if you guys haven't heard it. Um, I was on Pitchfork today, they gave it a 7.2 out of 10, which is not like the best score in the world, but Mm -hmm. it's still, you know, something to look into. Um, Some songs that I liked on the album, um, there's a song with James Blake, which I was a little shocked about, because he has such a different genre of music, it was interesting to see those two artists come together. Toxic, of course, and Can I? And there's another song called Water that I quite enjoyed myself. So Those be my kind of picks from the album.
0: All right. Yep.
2: Sound good to me. (laughs) I was I was really just interested in this album because of the whole YG thing. So I was like very interested to see what tea she was gonna spill.
3: AJ, forget all that. Sounds good
1: to me. I love it. Well, speaking of things sounding good, we saw something that didn't look so good. We're going to be talking about some Black Twitter news that went down. And I understand something happened with Vice President Mike Pence that didn't look so good. Ms. AJ, I'm sorry, Ms. Ashley, do you want to give us yes. an insight of oh, what is going me- on on Black Twitter?
2: Yes, so news this week, it was a lot. So first of all, I hate to start it off like this, but I'm going to have to start off with some fake news. Oh no! <laughs> I know, but what's so Hashtag bad? <laughs> what's so bad is that it was actually fake news. So, at the beginning of the week, um, Jimmy Kimmel posted a clip that showed Vice President Mike Pence, um, and he had on he had on a mic. He was delivering PPE equipment to um, a local hospital. I think it was. And the mic was on and in this portion of the clip, you can hear Mike Pence saying, oh, we should be carrying some empty boxes for the camera. And so Jimmy Kimmel put this, like put this out, he sent the clip out and he had some, you know, choice words to say about the Mm -hmm. vice president. It turns out it was just a joke. Like the portion of the clip, if you listen to the entire clip, not just the edited clip, Right afterwards, Vice President Mike Pence says, oh, just kidding. Exactly. And the boxes go back into, into the van and it closes up. And I was just like, Jimmy,
0: <laughs> I was so
2: disappointed. I was like, we, we really have to make sure that we're taking all of the information we're getting with a grain of salt. I mean, because it was just that one clip that was circling around. And, I, and Mike Pence, he it. I'm not a fan you know, but it's not okay that his words are being um, transmitted incorrectly. So I was just like, fake news is kind of a thing.
1: I will say though, Ashley, I did see a genuine, which I've not seen from the White House. I will point that out. I did see a genuine genuine apology from um, Jimmy Kim when he went on his show live and he made an apology to Mike Pence. He followed it up with a request for the White House to apologize for the many injustices that they <laughs> have done, uh, still no word on if that's going to happen. But just know that uh, Jimmy Kimmel did take the effort to um, make an apology.
2: Yeah, a yeah, but, absolutely. But I just think it's so comparable? important for us. <laughs> it's just you got to take everything with a grain of salt. You know, it's like you mm-hmm. know, just you know, be mindful of the information that you're receiving. It may be accurate, and it may be a little bit inaccurate, but. Something that was definitely accurate um, this week were black activists showing up to support black legislators. So, mm-hmm. if you remember last week, um I talked about a white supremacists showing up to uh, the Michigan State Building um to, you know, protest against the stay at home order. And uh, we Michigan actually has a black female representative, and she felt very uncomfortable into going into work that day. I mean, obviously, There are people outside with machine guns and you know Nazi swastikas. Like who? What black woman would want to walk into that? You know, alone and by herself. So some black activists saw this and they decided to escort uh, Representative Sarah Anthony into work the next week, which I thought was just so incredible. Like they saw that she was so, you know, nervous and anxious about having to be in this environment, and they took it upon themselves to you know bring their weaponry and and to protect her as she walked in and i was just like there are good men in the world yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good,
1: good, women. good women too because there were women in that anti in and that, in that protest so the good yeah. men and women yes ma'am
2: so it was it so was just really great I, to see you know like a, our community coming together to support our own uh and to be there if if anything were to pop off, you know, when mm-hmm. you're ready to rock and roll. Lastly, in black Twitter news, our forever president to Barack Obama. Um, uh, he has some choice words to say about the Trump administration's take on the COVID-19 pandemic, quoting um, it was it, or it has been a chaotic disaster. Um, I personally couldn't agree more. But Barack's reasoning behind it being a chaotic disaster was because he feels the government is just being selfish and divided and, you know, seeing others as the enemy. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think that's what he thinks that that's what's making it so hard for us to get through this pandemic globally better. And, of course, as as a community and as as a nation. So he's definitely put in his two cents he even said that you know even the best governments like would have had issue with this pandemic but being the government that we have now it's like kind of the worst of both worlds so he he is not happy but he's definitely saying it's important for us to get to the polls in november and make sure we make a change if that's something that we want to do um, because it's the something only that we way because it's the only way that we're going to see change and hopefully get America back to, you know, one unit and, you know, growing and building this, this nation as, as one. So it's really important that we get out and vote to, to change yeah. what's happening. And that's it for black Twitter agreed, news this week.
1: Agreed. agreed. Well, Speaking of favorite presidents, I'm ready to move on to my favorite section of the show. And that is going to be Petty Crimes Listen. done about the AJ <laughs> Us. Because this episode, I came prepared with a friend and okay, oh, that is just
2: so rude why. Oh, that is so dear. rude
0: hey <laughs> <laughs> let me get into it so listen following <laughs> up with Ashley's news so she said that Barack basically commented so somebody is not too happy with him commenting um, especially Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell he thinks that President Obama should have kept his mouth shut and that's a quote um, since he has since he's not in office anymore, so basically, basically guys, uh, I cannot talk right now. So basically, guys, in an interview with Laura Trump, who is Trump's daughter-in-law and advises to his reelection campaign, Senate McConnell said Obama's is classless, and he thinks that a, he said that Obama's a bit classless, and frankly, to critique administration that comes after you, he said you had your shot, and you were there for eight years. So, as we all know, Twitter responded, okay? So, let's go to to Twitter and see what they said. Our first tweet says, For McConnell, Trump claiming Obama was an illegitimate president was fine and dandy. Trump suggesting Obama engaged in high treason is a campaign theme to embrace Obama, suggesting that a pandemic response that has left ADK and county dead has been chaotic, is classless. So, basically, like, that doesn't even make any sense. Um, our next tweet says, It's interesting how Senate and others in the GOP are all freedom of speech until it's exercised by a former first black president of the United States. Then they're deeply offended. Our next tweet says, Mick O'Connell is. Con- Oh my goodness, my voice right now I can't even talk. Ugh. He's not worth it. <laughs> McConnell it's fine. is cool. I know. I'm like, it's this is blowing me right now. I can't even right. get it out. Right.
2: It's
3: <laughs> such BS. Come, I blame
0: Trump. I blame Trump. Yeah, right me now. too.
2: <laughs> me too. Okay.
0: McConnell is cool with Trump blaming Obama for a broken test for a disease that didn't exist until 2019. But if Obama <laughs> criticizes Trump, then he's oh classless, God. of course. Which makes absolutely no sense. So I wanna know guys, Senator McConnell, he is in the high seat. Is he wrong for telling Obama to mind his business or is he justified because Obama is no longer in office? What do we got? What do you what do we think?
3: Guilty. No explanation really. Put him under the jail. I, mean, I don't know. He needs, needs to go. go. Hey. Hey.
1: He's he- him. <laughs> Ms. McConnell, Mr. McConnell, aside from him looking like a dilapidated turtle, he is one of the most destructive figures in our in our in our Senate, in my opinion, he has done mm-hmm. things that have set us back literally generations. Like this man has done things. He he blocked the 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 um the, the appointment of a Merrick Garland, who would have been a Supreme Court justice under Barack Obama. Um, instead we got Kavanaugh and Gorsuch under, who are both conservative judges under um that man, whoever's in the White House now. Mr. McConnell needs to go. He he is very, very destructive to our entire nation, and he's doing things that, in my opinion, that are really impeding people of color in every facet, most importantly, in the facet of voting. He's making efforts to suppress the vote for black and brown communities and i think he needs to be stopped and that's why i could not agree with you with with ashley as well in her comment about going out to vote to get this man out of office because he is destructive in more ways than we know
0: let him know james absolutely. okay okay absolutely
2: it's like the hypocrisy is just unreal I'm just like, how dare you? But in the fact that they never acknowledge when they're wrong or when they are being hypocrites, is just like, what planet do you live on? It's yeah. disturbing.
1: And I also yeah. want to point out too totally. that it was, uh, God rest her soul, Barbara Bush commented on the former administration, like she commented on the Trump administration as well. And yet there's no commenting on Barbara Bush's words. I mean, she has died, of course, but there are other figures who have commented on the Trump, Trump's response to, the, to COVID-19 who have gotten no flap. But of course, the one president who has a little bit something different from the rest of them, of course, everything he does is wrong and everything he does, everything that he does is, of course, to the detriment of the entire nation.
0: Yes. Jealousy yeah. is a heck of a drug.
1: It sure is. Yeah. Yeah. It sure is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah so guys and i also have a short clip that i think we all will enjoy um so clearly obama <laughs> is not going anywhere but however somebody put this on twitter and we have to play it so let's play the clip look at donald trump
1: hmm you know, they are creeping their pants right now, looking at this video.
0: <laughs> I'm like, who made this video? Who the funny thing that
1: is video? that there was uh, a couple months ago, there was a, uh, a reverse of that. There was like a video that had uh, Donald Trump being, like, uh, like the, the deep fake being arrested and, and pulled out of court. So fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, and you know, they had this whole term with um, Donald Trump last night was talking. He called Obama gay and accused him of crimes that we have no idea what the crimes were. Because he has not said what the crimes were. All he says is, you guys know what the crime is. No, we don't know. <laughs> Tell us what the crime is. Obamagate, come on now. It was seriously.
1: I think it's time for our president to accept responsibility. It's been three and a half years you know, I feel like you can only go so long before you continue to blame other people for the actions of yourself. But yeah, unfortunately, that is where we're going to have to end things. But we will definitely be picking things up on next week's episode. But before we leave, where can we find my lovely co-host? We will start with you, Miss AJ.
0: You guys check me out on Instagram at Crimson Pearl and on Twitter at Crimson Pearl22. Okay. Well not okay, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about you, Miss Ashley Dior Jones?
0: You guys can find me on all social
2: media platforms at Ashley Dior Jones. I'm there, I'm chilling.
1: Look <laughs> at how <your> Girl. <laughs>
2: you too.
3: And you then too.
1: uh next in line, Mr. Elgin Ball. Where can the people find you, my friend? Y'all can find me on
3: Instagram and Twitter at Elgin underscore Ball, and y'all can catch me on other after shows like Reno
1: Nine One One, Defending Jacob on Apple TV, and Avatar: The Last Airbender. That is right. As he said, I am your host, James Maple. You can also find me on the Reno Nine One One After Show with Elgin oh, yeah. Ball as well. <laughs> also, I do the Vagrant Queen After Show on Sundays at three ten PM. I'm James Maple. We want to give a big thank you to Mr. Ryan, our producer, who's holding things down for us as well. Love him. And as always, we will see you all next week on the next episode of Black Twitter. As always, peace.
0: On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture.